Welcome to Highly Educated, the podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Sherman. And joining us tonight is a very funny guy, a content creator and comedian out of Santa Barbara, California, originally hailing from Portland, Oregon, Brian Saldivia. And, uh, you know, we're going to basically bring him on so he can talk about the life of comedy. So without further ado. So we're here with Brian. Brian, what's going on, man? How we doing? Hello, hello. Hello, brother. How are you? Good, man. I'm good. We're uh, sitting here chatting. Welcome to Highly Educated, the podcast. We are uh, just talking about some shit here, reminiscing on some old days, little California love. Uh, we brought Brian in from the West Coast here to talk about a few things. He's a funny motherfucker, and he's a brilliant content creator on the way up, might I add, so you better catch him now while he's too big, too too blown up. I won't even be able to talk to him, man. He's not even going to return my calls. But, uh, my horn, man. He's yeah, fine. man. But, uh, Thank you. Thanks for having me, brother. Yeah, I man. appreciate it. Great to have you on. Dude, it's, uh, this is my first podcast, actually. My first, first real. Official, this is the first real one, so I'll, I'll give you that. So make note of that for, for the future, for anyone listening. This is, on record, probably the first podcast I have ever recorded. So, so we were uh, we were talking about the California experience. I'm from New York, the East End of Long Island, uh, born and raised, and Brian is from Portland, Oregon, he was telling me. And I'm going to let him share a little background about himself, where he grew up, little, little, you know, give him a little backstory for the people, you know, tell him. So Santa Barbara in 2010 of August. So I've been in here for about 10 years, but I originally, I'm from, actually, I was born in the Philippines. No one would ever guess that because I'm a big white guy. Plot twist. So yeah, I was, I was illegal for a very long time. And uh, I grew up with this uh, very strict Asian mom and I was just this big white guy. And uh, I would be, get, I got in a lot of trouble, you know, I was a, a typical little shithead who, uh, you know, get, you know, suspended and drink a lot and, you know, just be a, a general menace to society. So, you know, that, that probably shaped a lot of, I, I don't know, maybe material in my future just from having a strict Asian mom. And that's always a classic origin story for a comedian. And so I, yeah, so I grew up there in Portland, you know, a lot of rain, but it was a cool, cool city. I, I would recommend it. Like a lot of creative anyone. arts there, right? Like a lot of creative people, uh, yeah. a lot of, lot of musicians and, and actors and, and a lot of like you know, a lot of things like that going on. It's a, yeah, you grow, it's cool because you grow up in a city that kind of encourages the arts. And so, you know, it, a lot of artists, a lot of musicians, a lot of that stuff. But, and a lot of people would ask me like, hey, what's that? Like, is it anything like the, the show Portlandia? And I watched the show and I was like, honestly, like that, it's not even like, weird to me because like that's really like kind of how it is like all these like feminist <laughs> bookstore owners it's like it's almost like not even satire to me at that point i'm like that's literally like my friend's mom oh, wow. like, right there like <laughs> the people like the people like that take care of the dogs like better than they take care of the people eating at the restaurant like that's just real and like i was like yeah that's just portland and i'm like wow like people like all over the world are just like laughing at that and they even made a show so about Portlandia it. Portlandia like, is literally up. Portland people. Yeah, it's not yeah. even, it's really far, not far <laughs> off from being, it's like they, they act like it's like this caricature. I'm like, no, that's like really like the big gauges, fixie bikes, like 
Yeah, man, it's a scene. So anyway, yeah, I fast forward. I I moved, or my mother took me and my sister. I have an older sister, and uh, she, <clears throat> my 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 father was in prison, and he was uh, one of the biggest weed. Uh, he was selling a lot of weed at the time in the seventies. He got busted. It was a fake passport in Switzerland, and he got in prison. And yeah, this is a whole other side. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Wait, he was a guy. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a whole. My dad used to be the biggest marijuana distributor in the world around the seventies, and uh, I didn't have like a good relationship with him. But my my mom mom was just, he was never base, really around. Did they she base was, the movie Blow off your dad? Beginning, yeah, pre yeah. There's, there's parallels. I, I I've seen it, and I'm I've actually like every time I do watch that movie, I it's like I watch it often, and uh, it yeah, I always think about that. I'm like, yeah, that's probably what my dad was doing, like flying around doing that shit. Wow, man. So all right, yeah, so you fast. All right, like so a, <laughs> had to move. <laughs> That a move. My mom, like, he got out of prison, and he wanted to be back to keep the family together. And uh, she, she was like, "Nah, you're you're, you're an asshole." You know, like, you're, you're, I never want it. Bounce. You know, just it, the long and short of it. She just it was kind of fucked up. She's like, "Well, I'm gonna take the kids. We're gonna go check out uh, schools out because we're getting you know end of high school." She's like, I'm, "I'm gonna go get them checked out for schools out in California and blah blah blah." And so. She moved us out, and we went to Davis, which is like Sacramento, NorCal. And um, she she just never came back. She or never told him any. Like he 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 was under the assumption that we were coming back, and we'd let him know the plan. Because he moved out, he moved in with us after he got out of prison, and then we just like moved. And she had no intention of, and she just basically blocked him on everything. And yeah, so that's how we got to NorCal. And I was I finished high school. I was pretty resentful there because I pretty much was like a pretty like you know i was class clown i was like a lot bigger and chubbier than i am now and i didn't work out at all so like i was like the funny fat guy for like lack of a better term so but i had a lot of friends i had a lot of people um you know that that just been my whole life like i'm just like the clown so i was really upset when we moved and so i was like i just pretty much lost my whole like my friends were my family you know and so i was pretty resentful towards my mother for that and so i you know at the really at the peak of high school too so i had to restart and re pretty much reform like a whole new social setting and like make new friends and at the eight at senior year junior year of high school it's it's tough being a new kid you know being like a you know this guy and i couldn't be like that funny guy for a while because i was just so new to california and everything and uh, yeah, it took a little while, but I, I, I found my groove and I, I made some cool friends. And then I ended up being friends with a lot of people and in a short amount of time in the city uh, of Davis. It's small as well. So it's like, it was, it's kind of like Santa Barbara. It's like a very small, there's no beaches or anything, but it's, it was enough. Yeah, I, I got to know everybody in a very quick amount of time. And I was like a party guy. I was always going to parties and drinking and, you know, doing all that stuff. So it was, is that what you know, attracted you to Santa Barbara? Yeah, definitely. I, I think I, I, cause I started probably, you know, drinking and smoking weed and doing all that stuff when I was probably in early high school. And I was just kind of, cause I didn't have like a great family, like, like we didn't have like a normal family, obviously, as you can tell. So I didn't like being home a lot. So I would just, you know, drinking and smoking is when you're a kid, it's even now it's, it's fun and it's escape. So I pretty much turned to that and you know, partying as just like my escape away from my shitty like home. And so, yeah, I, I pretty much would do that all the time. And then once high school was over, everybody moved on to college. I was kind of like, I don't, 
really have a plan. I don't know. I, I'm funny. I don't know what I want to do. I know I don't want to do a traditional job. I don't want to be like a lawyer or doctor or like, you know, any of those things. Nothing really interested me. But film did. I liked movies. I liked making like content. I made like a dumb video in high school and that, and I really enjoyed the process of filming and editing. Did you take like editing class in high school, like film class, whatever? I didn't. No, I, uh, but I did as soon as I went to city college, I city college in Santa Barbara, Sacramento. It was in Sacramento. Yeah. And then I, um, I did a year, I was working at a target. Target, dude. Show some respect. (laughs) Yeah. You're right. Put some respect I, I, on I the name. I straight up literally built a Target when I was young. And then it was like the first one in Davis. It was the first green, quote, unquote, like renewable energy Target. Built that, worked there. Hated it. Hated where I was at. All my friends were gone. All these new friends I made were all gone again. And then I saw a picture of my buddy in Isla Vista, which is the college town in Santa Barbara where UCSB is, for those of you that don't know. And it's pretty much a flat ground of like housing and people just that are beautiful and partying and everyone's blonde and has tank tops and skateboards and you're just raging by the beach all day, every day. And it's sunny and 75 degrees all the time. That's a literal place. (laughs) It is just like the most debaucherous lifestyle. But it was like, that was like what I saw on Facebook. And I was like, that's where I want to be. This is not fun up here. And like, my life is depressing. So we didn't have a lot of money. I bought a train ticket. I found out about financial aid. Hopped on the train and uh, I was like, you know what? Like, I'm I'm out. And my mom's like, hey, uh, you, you, we don't, I'm not going to support you. I don't have enough money. She's a single mom working. You know, my, my sister, straight A student. She's off in Berkeley College and running, running the world. And I'm over here just dicking around. And I was like, all right, well, I'm going to go to Santa Barbara. Because that looks like where I want to be. And so she's like, good luck. And that's kind of how I got here. I, I knew a friend from Portland, Maddie Free. Shout out to Maddie Free, a uh, buddy of mine. And he, he was like, hey, Brian, I saw you. I, I think I posted on Facebook. I said, I'm moving to Santa Barbara. Last minute decision. Do I know anyone out there besides like the one guy I knew? And then my buddy Matt from Portland was you like, the enough, I actually moved. Oh, I totally did. And I, I don't like doing that. And I, I did it because I was very like nervous. Never moved before. Never been on my own. You were before, on dire so straits, I, man. You were on the edge. Yeah, I didn't have a lot of money. I mean, Target <laughs> wasn't paying me enough, so call, I called that out. My buddy from Portland said, "Hey, I got a spot." Funny enough, I I live with my. I moved here from Portland a couple of years ago. Uh, if you want to get a, a a place, I'd be more than happy to do that. And then that's how I started the process of going through housing situations and pretty much ending up at the current house I'm at. I've been at for probably like five years now and I got a really good deal on it. Downtown, part of Santa Barbara, close to everything. Rent is very affordable, which is unheard of here. Unheard of. Unheard so of. Been, you get the deals yeah. though. Maybe we should so give some, where I'm at now. maybe we should give some backdrop too on just the location we're talking about here. So guys, we're talking about central coast, California, Santa Barbara is notoriously known as a college town, UCSB and UC. SBCC. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. that. Uh, so, yeah, there, there's this large college population. So a lot of the restaurants, bars, places, locations, they're all based around college mindset, college uh, functionality, college hours. It's essentially a town built for that. They've made nicer versions of the town in Santa Barbara, like the Funk Zone. There's a lot of breweries and wineries and little 
like cute things to go check out. It's more of like a Williamsburg kind of scene there. So they, they have something for the 30-somethings and the 40-somethings, but they also have the college aspect. It's a cool place. Very beautiful city, right on the water. There's mountains meeting the ocean. It's gorgeous. You know, you're not going to find many other places on earth that look like that. It's it's unreal there. It's pretty much paradise. But, you know, like you said, rent's pretty expensive. But if you can nail down a, a cheap place because it is a college town, you can get a nice, like, bedroom in a, in a cool house with some respectable people. You know, also hard to find. But, you know, when you Very do, <laughs> when you do, you know, it's a knockout combination. You're like, damn, I'm living for cheap down here. It's a great opportunity. And that was it. Yeah. It's, 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 I meet a lot of people that come into this town and they say, how do you even afford to live here? It's so hard. Like, especially right, like, the last couple of years, like, there's nowhere to live. Everything's completely right. Pr- prices are, like, have gone up. A one bedroom is now like for something small, it's like almost like two grand a month for something like really shitty and or plus twenty five hundred for like a one. It's probably about sixty years old too. Exactly, it's falling apart. Right, there just isn't a lot of infrastructure for housing in this town, and like you know, it's it's just, but it's a really desirable place. Like it's like some days you kind of like forget that like oh wow because I'll leave town and go to L A for a day or up to anywhere else or if I even go back up to Sacramento and I'll come back and I'm like, wow, like I'm pretty lucky. Blessed to be there. Right. That's, that's how I feel living out in the Hamptons here on the East end of Long Island. Yeah. I mean, I've never, I have this image of the Hamptons in my head. I just think of it's just like super like bougie. Everyone's white and boat shoes. (laughs) You know, there's just, I don't know, like everything's just perfectly manicured lawns. And you know, I, 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 I've just never been, it but is. I, I feel like the word Hampton is uh It comes with a lot of it, like connotation. Right? Oh yeah. yeah, it's kind of yeah, it's douchey as hell. I hate using it <laughs> uh, for sure. I hate using it, but I that's the only reference point I have. When somebody says when I say East Hampton, they're like Connecticut or like East Hampton. Where is that? It's like the Hamptons. Yeah. Oh oh, it's like I can't say I'm from Springs. You know, nobody knows where that is. Springs where? Springs, New York. Like they don't know where that is. Like, right. I don't know. So it's, you know, because the movies and dumb shit, they recognize Montauk out of out of certain mm-hmm. things. So I feel like that, that out of anything. Yeah, so that, that whole was, Stranger was Things that? was based upon stories that were, you know, written a- around the Montauk Project and Philadelphia Experiment and all That's those right. crazy uh, conspiracy things. Interesting. <laughs> Conspiracies, baby. But yeah, yeah so that's uh, yeah, it's it's a weird thing place out here too. But now you got to visit out here, man. You know, I've already lived out there. I've done that. Yep. You need to come out here. But anyway, back to 100%, 100%. our California. Brian was saying how you know he saw Facebook posts and he wanted to be there. It was essentially the same story with me. I had a friend, well, a couple friends: Chase Plackey, Zach Bennett, Morgan Tracy. Y'all know who you are, Zach Puglisi. They all live there, and they were like, you know, posting these videos too about how great it was. And they were telling me how great it was. And they were like, come visit. And I took my first college break ever. I think it was honestly the first time I ever took a f- plane by myself. And I was like 18 years old or something, um, which is pathetic, I guess. But, you know, hop on a plane. <laughs> you know, I went uh, there and I was like, oh, my God. And, and it was on Deltopia weekend. And it was just like the craziest fucking thing I'd ever seen in my entire life. There was just like hundreds of people in the streets dancing half naked. There was just like couches on fire in the street there was kids playing beer pong on the roof there was revolution was like playing on a backyard like, barbecue next to the water like it was it was like what where the fuck am i where is this place it's like that movie like if you've ever seen if anyone's ever seen project x it's kind of like that 
like yeah. at night day and the day it's like this like dreamy like people playing beer dice and there's that drinking game like yeah beer pong and then there's snappa with a dice or the sit guys are just shirtless throwing like, dice in the so air what a trying shit to get you know, show fireworks and people have rope, <laughs> like doing roll like just like frats out there's like all these houses you can literally just walk into any house you want and just start yeah, drinking yeah. like they're all playing drinking games yeah. in every house there's like a red bull sponsored party there's like a playboy sponsored mm-hmm. party it's the most ridiculous shit i ever saw in my life and i was like this is santa people barbara used to, wow people used to tell me they would like like oh have you been to this deltopia or 20 terror 2009 and um i would say Oh, I've been to this one. I've been to that one. Like, were you at the one where people were just like having sex on the streets? I'm like, no, I don't. I haven't been to the, those ones. Like, oh, there was like a certain year, like people were just you could go outside. People are just like, you know, straight up having sex on the sidewalk. And I, and I, I didn't, like there was it was a lawless, very lawless town. Well, it changed. And it, I mean, not to say that yeah. crazy shit didn't happen for the next bunch of years, but I think those were like the two couple craziest years. <laughs> You know, and that was, was just, it was just like all bets are off, you know? Yeah. I think when people started drunkenly falling off the cliffs and dying is when they drew the line. Not a good scenario. But, so, yeah. you know, that's how that they have to fun. change it. <laughs> right. It fun, fun, yeah. fun, you know, until you need to regulate things. And, and I honestly, good, you know, I, I, I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure they're doing everybody a favor subconsciously down there by, by regulating the shit out of it now. But, 100%. Yeah. But yeah, those were crazy times, man. That was like the Wild West back then when I was that young. <laughs> so that's kind of how you got your little vibe into content creating and being funny and being that guy in the mm-hmm. presence and the party scene. And Right. I started kind of, yeah, I would just be the, I would be kind of doing what I did in high school where I'd just be like funny at parties or whatever instead of the classroom. We're at a, we're at a house now. And I'm like, you know, I would just kind of just be that clown i would like say ridiculous things i would be i'd be working at a macy's so i'd come into isla vista every weekend because we party from thursday through sunday and i'd just stay on a friend's couch i'd be dressed in like i when i worked at macy's i had to wear like a dress shirt and tie and a vest sometimes so i'd be dressed very nice and then i would come in take the bus 15 minutes into the college town and I would say ridiculous things to people. I'd be like, "Yeah, my dad owns the Lakers." Like, because well, why are you so dressed up? Like, but yeah, my like I would try and pick up chicks, and sometimes it worked. It was like saying, like you could say you could be anyone, you could do anything back then, and like nobody could really call you out. And like I was just being a jackass. Social media wasn't that wild. Yeah. You're talking 2010. This it wasn't. Is, yeah, yeah. You can kind of just do whatever, and I just kind of played into that lawless nature of the town and. Yeah, but I also like people. I started to kind of make dumb videos on my phone, and then I would just kind of like you know run it by people. And then I had a friend um, who was going to UCSB in the he was studying film, and he was actually starting to do like he was doing a lot of directing, and then like for music videos, and he actually was doing it the the quote unquote proper way. And uh, he he was really like taking it pretty serious. Like we we both were walking on the main strip, and there was a, a movie being shot in Isla Vista, and it was like the first time we kind of like got we kind of snuck on the set. We kind of finagled our way into being extras for this party scene. He got to like throw up. They gave him like an oatmeal thing. It was like a real actual set with a real crew and like trailers and lights and so it wasn't just a cheap production thing so we were like actually on a set and doing that and 
we ended up hanging out there all night. I got pretty drunk. I don't think he did as much, but yeah, I was, I'd say we were joking. We're like, we just both caught the acting bug that night and we're like, you got the bug. And, uh, that guy ended up being the guy I was with was Brett, my, my comedian buddy who's pretty popular, oh, well-known right now. Crazy. Yeah, that was Brent. Me, so I, I went to high school with Brent, so uh, that's how I know him. Guys, and, when we're uh, talking about so, Brent, we're talking about Brent Pella, uh, a comedian as well and content creator. Uh, funny as fuck, honestly. I, I, yeah. Yeah, funny dude, at Brent Pella. Shout out to him. Yeah, funny he, ass dude. He was he was the beginning of like how a lot of... Uh, the inception of content and like he started doing stand up, and then I kind of would like talk to him a little bit about that. And I kind of watched, he just went overdrive into it and like put his heart and soul as he probably should have into that. And he kind of just started making moves, creating more content and like eventually moving after UCSB moved to LA. But that like kind of got me going a little bit too. I would, I just took my own route where I kind of got into the the bar scene in Santa Barbara because I had no money. I was in school. I needed to make some money. And some quick way to make money in Santa Barbara is to work at the bars because it's right. there's a bunch of them and they're busy. All and it's fun. Busy. I, was 20, <laughs> I was 22. I was like, I, I want to, you know, I want to party more and get paid for it. And then I, I was kind of in debt from college and I was done. And, you know, I was time to, you know, so I channeled a lot of my content and, dumb videos into my uh, Facebook posts at the time. I was working at a, at a nightclub called Tonic. Rest in peace. It's no longer there. Guys, yeah, that was my first, yeah, that was my first like bartending job. Yeah. It was crazy. So, uh, yeah, I I started making these, you know, they would always tell us like, Hey, you got to promote, you got to like tell people, Hey, I'm working at this time on Friday, Saturday, like, they're very much, they're very heavy in the promo scene of trying to promote your ships and getting people to come to visit you. So I, instead of just posting a check-in on Facebook about, Hey, come see me from eight to 10 tonight, something lame or a picture like girls would just take pictures and half naked. And that would work. I thought, Hey, why not just make some dumb videos? And, Cause I'm standing here anyway. And I have this whole nightclub at my disposal. And I want to be creative. So I just use my phone and I'd have whoever I was working with just, you know, there was this one, I was on this weird Don Julio 1942 kick, which is a pretty, you know, decently priced tequila. It's not cheap. Sometimes it's $25 a shot Some in some cases. And I was just drinking a lot of it. <laughs> and I just didn't care. I was, I was just not. Really, I mean, like, fuck this place. You know how much money they're making? Yeah. Well, I guess exactly. they're not making because so they closed, but you know, they were making money yeah. at the time. So if anyone listens that I used to work with, I mean, they knew, I, but the, if the owners did, but I drank a lot of it and I made a video. I remember one of the first videos I did, and it was just me. I, I, I drank in a bottle of it from previous nights and I saved the bottle and then I filled it up with water and I just made a video of me I walking around the club. That. Yeah. And I was washing my hands with it and like watering <laughs> plants with it and just generally just being a dick with a bottle and just looking like I was giving away this like expensive tequila. And I was tagging, I was literally trolling, tagging my manager, like I free 1942 all night, just dropped his name. And I just, and people were just loving it. People ate it up. People loved my, like that's how I really got known in Santa Barbara was 
these like little dumb posts that I do for, and I would channel my promoting bar I'm, shifts is what is what got exactly. you into content creation. That's that's hundred percent. That's an incredible yeah. segue, though. Yeah, it's interesting. It's yeah, <laughs> it's weird how that happened. And then, but, did you did you do any stand up too while you were in Santa Barbara? Mm-hmm. Did you ever get yeah, out there? Yeah, and- I I did. I've done a couple. We had I once once I started transitioning into Don getting Hughes. out of the nightclub scene. I did, I went to uh, it's, uh, there's this open mic uh, at Mel's, and they would do like an every Wednesday thing. Yeah, and I'd go there like routinely to do like workout, like you know, just like open mic kind of things. So I was doing sets over there, but it was like bar crowd, you know, everyone else in there is just other comedians trying to test out their sets. So it's not a real feel for like a show kind of thing, but it's good. It's good to get up there to like work on like your mic presence and just getting in the habit of doing it and just like speaking on a mic in front of people. Flow. So I all about the flow. Exactly. So I, I I did that. And then, yes, there's, there's always a drunk. You got to be able to handle that though. That makes you better. Exactly. Uh huh. That reflex. It's some people can't and they, and they, it scares them. And I, I don't think I've gotten heckled enough because I haven't done it enough times. I've only done it maybe like five, six times. And I haven't, I mean, I think the only time I got heckled is because I said, Oh yeah, I used to do a lot of cocaine. And then someone goes, used to, (laughs) and uh, and it turned into a whole thing where I was like, what are you trying to say, man? And but that was like literally the worst it ever had been. So I knew like if I continued, not that bad. No. So it was kind of like me arguing with this guy. So when, when did you like start really getting more serious about the videos and start getting more? Cause guys, I don't know if we're, we're following along here, but Brian, uh, we'll plug his Instagram right now. Well, I already plugged it in the beginning, but it's at the Brian Saldivia at the Brian Saldivia. It'll be in the text, in the bio. Post a lot of, a lot of, I'm a meme curator. I, I like to find obscure, dark memes and, or funny things. And I'll blast my stories all day. And then I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I tend to try and build up to do a, some kind of video or something. I, I should be posting more, but like I'm kind of in this phase of trying to get locked down a, a guy to who can work with me more consistently. But yeah, I have a couple of videos on there that are pretty, not just bar stuff. You know, I, you know, there's COVID related videos and I wanted to be more general with my comedy. And so, yeah, I took it more seriously after I got out of the nightclub thing and I started working at a wine bar and I didn't have to post as much about that, about promoting anymore. So I could actually post about what I wanted to. So, you know, I, I thought a lot of being topical and like about whatever's going on in pop culture, you know, like I think there was a video I made at one point about fidget spinners because those are really hot. You know, those are just easy things that, I like really dumb, absorbable content. Like you can just watch real quick, laugh, and not read too too into it. You know, I didn't want to make a, a full on movie. Hey, there's but value in that, man. Myself. Stress relief. Yeah, <laughs> people find exactly. great value in that. I feel I feel good doing it too. Like it's just fun. It's fun to create something. I always tell people because they they're like, "How do you even like think about this stuff?" And I'm like, "I just I do." Like I just how wake do you up think, and I think about, about stuff when you when you make content? Like when I'm talking about videos, not memes you see because obviously that comes from you know, yeah. coming from all different avenues. But when you make yeah. videos and content videos, how do you wrap your head and get creative? <clears throat> Are you a pot smoker? Do you do it naturally? Are you just like yeah. a flow kind of guy? Like how do you how do you curate that stuff? I will. I will usually go, I will be at the gym when I do a lot of my writing at 
in between. Really? I, you know, when I'm not, when I'm not, yeah, when I'm not actually like in between sets and whatnot of like weightlifting, I'll just, you know, pull out my notes app and I'll just start kind of jotting stuff down. I tend to just use that like quick periods of time when, cause I actually work really well under like pressure or I procrastinate and then the pressure helps me get shit done. So when I'm like in right. between sets, I'll be writing stuff and I'm like, all right, I can't spend too much time because I gotta get back. I can't. So I'll like get, I'll jot stuff down. And then, you know, very cliche, the shower, like it's, I, I, God, I don't know what it is. I was actually thinking about that before we started recording this. I was like, man, like I just get so many ideas in the shower. Like, and I just like wish I could just have like this waterproof notepad and just write to the <laughs> shower. I just, I just flow. I write in, I you gotta get like a waterproof set. Alexa speaker that you can like be like Alexa, take this note down, or or Siri, True, take this note yeah. down. I mean, there's got to be a way, right? There's, there's a way. I mean, it's rich people figure it out. Ask somebody yeah. rich. Yeah, you do. But yeah, I also like I've noticed. I yes, I, I'll smoke weed every now and then, and I've written some stuff when I'm when I'm high, and it's but it's also like sometimes I get so stoned it's nonsensical. And I, I almost tried to stay away from it and write because I, I get in like a certain headspace where I think it's very funny at the moment. And then I'll wake up the next morning and I'll read it. <laughs> and I was like, what? I was like, that didn't, that's not funny anymore. Like, it's just like that. It was no funny way. You wrote a night. bad joke. <laughs> that yeah. never happens yeah. if you're in the world of comedy. I could, I, I'd argue that I don't think I've ever written a good one. <laughs> so, <laughs> you miss uh, what is it michael scott you miss a hundred percent of the shots yeah, you don't take, shots and you then don't it's take. wayne gretzky michael scott yeah it's wayne gretzky it's the, it's the <laughs> hockey club you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take uh, and then i don't know what michael scott ripped on i'm actually not a big office guy weirdly enough that's funny because um, i feel like your humor is very kind of like Michael Scottish. No, that well, I wouldn't say Michael Scottish, but like office ish, where it's like, you know, you can be funny as fuck, but people don't realize you're kidding. You know? <laughs> that's, that's I think it's of, it's like you bring this awkwardness purposely that like is forceful mm -hmm. and it's amazing. And I think it's just yeah, like brilliant. I, that's you nailed it. I kind of really I I do this blurred kind of pseudo realism kind of where I'm like, Am I being serious or not? kind of thing. I always like play that middle ground, gray area. Where people literally don't know if I'm kidding or not. Like you could watch a full blown like I could. But that's the best kind of comedy. Well, exactly, yeah. And I, I don't know. I mean, I watched the the first couple of seasons, and maybe I, it's just because I it's too similar to me. Maybe I don't know. I don't think it's bad. No, just, it's just I think it's like it's like cilantro. The Office is like cilantro. <laughs> like some people, some people just love it, and it's like their favorite thing ever, or they want it to fucking die, and they hate it, and or they never want to see like it. Like soap, right? It's, yeah, because you know certain I, people have that that chemical, it right? Like soap. I think that's what it is. I yeah, think the it, Office is just one of those shows. It doesn't. Yeah, it was like that. Like a lot of the mainstream stuff that people like, like Game of Thrones. I tried; it just didn't work for me. And I'm not. They're not. They weren't bad. I just. I was not as wrapped some up. Some people as, don't like that fairy tale shit, around. though. Some people don't like like True. the dragons and the the you know Vikings and all that shit. Some people aren't into it. Right. I yeah. like it. I so like I, all that shit. I'm a total nerd. I like all the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit and the fucking you know all, Star Wars, Star Trek. You know, give me all that. I'm I'm down for all that. I, I'm stuff. kind of a nerd too, though. I like I like I do like all that stuff too. I like all pretty much everything you just like named. I like all that. Like, I'm did that help you become Potter creative? Yeah, I mean, I I think I could like, cause I I I'm not gonna lie, like I I've been watching like Harry Potter lately, and then I was like, 
and then I recently had bleached my hair, and I was making a lot of Draco Malfoy jokes because I feel like I, I, I'm like a fuck. I'm a fuck right. You phased into that right now, right? <laughs> you like should. Turn, you like totally should do that. And I think they're actually making I, I think, some new movie related to that. So I think you should totally get uh, back in on the circuit. I'm, I'm definitely. That's in the. It's one of my notes on my phone to do a. Draco, like, where is he now? And I'm Draco, and I'm just a complete. Oh my god! And And he's like chain smoking cigarettes outside of a bar, and he's just complaining about his life. (laughs) Just complaining about Harry. Still, (laughs) still caught up. But he's like the old high school guy who never left town. Like that could be the angle (laughs) kind of thing. That's what I was thinking. Because I have this British friend, and he he's like, I'm like, you're the perfect Harry Potter. You're British. Like I just stereotype them all. Like you got a British accent. You you could this will work. And uh, so I did a little perfect. British video with him, and he was down. And so that's something I want to do. He's just out of town. So the right challenge, now, like you I said, is is finding people in Santa Barbara. Because you said – because Santa Barbara, while we were talking about it before, guys, is while it's a college town, and it's a pretty fairly big population if you include Goleta and Carpinteria and all the surrounding areas. Like the Santa Barbara County is actually pretty large. But the, the town of Santa Barbara is pretty small in terms of small-town nature. Like there's a lot of tourists, so you see a lot of in and out. But there's – you know, small groups and cliques of people that stay and remain. And, and, you know, that's like who, you know, but when you're out there, it's like, you're, there's not a whole lot of, unless you're in a certain circle that has creative people or, you know, or hang out with musicians, you can see bands all the time. You can see artists, you can see painters everywhere, but it's, it's kind of hard to find content creators specifically people that want to make videos, video editors. Um, people like that are kind of hard to come by audio, visual video guys that are purely those kind of people, it's hard to just kind of have that network, you know? Yeah. It all kind of correlates to like everything we were talking about earlier about Santa Barbara is just like, it's got a lot of stuff going, but like what it does lack is like a really, like the comedy scene isn't that great out here. There are shows that are getting better, but there isn't like a big comedy thing going on. And then also with what you just said, the creative aspect, there's not a lot like you can go to LA or anywhere around there you'll see people walking around with cameras and people are filming TikToks and content and like whatnot. And it's lame and whatever, but it's, it, that's just where it happens. And you could probably find someone to collab with and make a dumb video with or good, whatever you want here. It's like pulling like arm and leg for me to ask somebody to hold my camera. Cause I have this idea and they just don't really want to or get it, but they love the outcome. They love whenever I post something, They'll be like, well, come up to me out when I'm, they see me out. I'm like, I love your videos. I love, I love what you do. I love, I, I'd love to be a part of that. And I would be like, yeah, like anytime, honestly, like I'm looking for people that always wants to help me like shoot stuff. Or if you have any ideas, like feel free to text or DM me and we, you know, we'll set aside a time and I'm actually serious. And 10 out of 10 times, it's, it's never panned out with anyone when it comes down to it and I'm like, Hey, like I want to shoot something or I, want, I have this idea that's in my brain. I really lacking want to get it hustle out, out there is what you're exactly. equating. Yeah. It's just it's, for, for being close to LA, it's like a very different environment. In there's terms a fog. Of like entertainment. Like we were talking, there's mm-hmm. a party fog. It's a party fog over yeah. the whole city that you kind of get lost in and you, and you priorities kind of sink to the ground when you're getting fucked up every day, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Everyone's perpetually hammered all the time. And, uh, and it's, and guess it, the reason for it is because it's so easy. Everything is, 
is five minutes. Of, it's an Uber away. It's a stone throw away and to any a, bar or restaurant. And I don't want to like shit on Santa Barbara like I'm like I'm too good for Santa Barbara. I love it there. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Like if I could yeah. afford to live uh-huh. there now, I'd be there. You know, it's uh, yeah. believe it or not, real estate in Santa Barbara is actually more expensive than real estate in the Hamptons. So I believe it. Yeah, it's nuts. You know, it's uh, I mean, it's you, you look and 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 I couldn't um. You know, there's no way I could ever afford to buy a house there. And then I don't really want to rent with four other people right now at this current stage and age. You know, I I just uh, for me, I'm like, shit, I I miss California. I want to go back. But Santa Barbara, you're right. It's it's paradise. You you really do miss it because it is this beautiful place. You know, you got all the wineries around you. You got, you know, you're you're so close to all these other little places. Montecito's right there. You got Carpinteria, Goleta, you know, Isla Vista. You got all these like beautiful little places. It's it's awesome. Yeah, it's needs it's, to extend you know, the creative saturation. Yeah, so I, I mean, it almost makes it so like everything's so nice. Like the weather's perfect. There's a beaches there. Everyone's beautiful. Everything's close. There's booze everywhere. Everyone knows everyone. It's just like one of those. It's like a small town vibe ish thing, and everybody's partying it's all the time. And so it's Margaritaville, dude. And then nobody wants, like you said, all your like. There's people. You just things won't get done. You won't. You'll stop cleaning your room as much. You'll you'll stop getting things. You'll stop working out. You'll because you're just hung over because you're just perpetual. And there's always a reason somebody's yep. calling you out in this town. Hey, it's so and so's birthday. Hey, it's this dog's birthday. Hey, it's I just got out of jail. Hey, I, <laughs> it's you know, his dog's birthday. Legit, Yo. legit. Any reason, any Truth. reason. Hey, I just I woke up before ten a.m. It's it's the dog's right. half birthday. Like, Bro, it's the half birthday, <laughs> dude. It's anything, any excuse to just go out and get drunk. And it's, I mean, I'm, I'm pushing 30 now, man. I'm, I'm getting old. So I, I've been doing this for a while. And I, that's when, honestly, like the content really started kicking in more. Cause I was like, I, especially with when the pandemic stuff and I was like forced to slow down with, with, I think I would hide behind working because I was so frustrated that I couldn't really get people. It would just takes all my extra time to round people up to do one small two minute video that I got like, so I almost like didn't want to do it anymore because it took so much effort and it didn't, I didn't have any solid people behind me because it just, it made me like more tired than anything. And then when the pandemic happened, I was like, Oh, I have time and I have forced, like I'm getting paid really to just, I'm pretty, I start telling everyone, I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty much a, a paid content creator and I'm just getting free, free money from the government to just make videos and post <laughs> memes online. I was loving it. I was, dude, I had such a blast during quarantine. I loved it. Like, I was like, can we go back? <laughs> like, that was, I golfed every day. I went to the gym and I wrote comedy and I posted memes and I was actually the healthiest. I, I, I wasn't drinking hey, that much. You heard it here first, like, guys. Some people enjoyed the pandemic. All right. We, uh, you know? I mean, I didn't enjoy the people like being sick from it, and I even got it too. No, we year. know what you. I I and think I, people know what I meant. Yeah. You know, no, we we don't. Nobody <laughs> yeah. enjoys the pandemic. We're talking about the mindset while no. being in the pandemic. Yeah, to have a positive so one is, is rare. Dude, yeah, I, and it's crazy because like even now, like people like that. It's it's interesting to see how it changed so many people because some people just are like, I'm not just like some people got a taste of of like never working or like not working and getting more money. And they're like, I'm not going back. <laughs> There's just like such a shortage right now. In it's our, insane. In oh, yeah, no, you can't find or, anybody yeah. that wants to work. And I think no that's, an, it, it's yeah. a, and it's a big issue now. I mean, I think now, I mean, let, let's, let's 
get the let's rip the band-aid off now. I mean, we're we're back. We're you know, why are we still doing this? Let's let's put people to work. Put them in masks. Do whatever you got to do. I don't care. Just put people to work. Yeah. Get people working. Seriously. The only way economy's going to really pump is if we we can't keep inflating forever. We have to put people back to work. We have to we have to get things going. Yeah, there's a lot of people still riding unemployment like even like right now. And I'm like, I've been working since I mean, I got back to work probably, you know, like six or seven months ago, I only had really one month where I couldn't work. I was always still doing something. Right. No, but you, and like you said, when you, when you have to find people to create with, it's a really hard thing because you have to pull people's schedules. You have to find out a time that works. Yeah. You know, I think anybody who's ran a, you know, a fantasy football league or a, uh, (laughs) or a a team of any kind, a softball league in a hometown (laughs) league, I think everybody understands, you know, it's hard to find people and get people together for like one hour a day to do all this, even planning a podcast, planning this, you know, it's, it's difficult. And we, we, me and Brian were talking about in the beginning here, how he actually uh, was, you know, an early catalyst to this podcast. It, it was our glimmer thought back in 2018 when we were talking about, you know, two funny guys having a conversation and, and talking about a podcast. And that's, you know, really the the draw behind this thing is is that, you know, I want to create dialogue and be funny and have a little outlet. And at the time, podcasts were kind of really just getting hot. 2017, 2018, mm-hmm. they were the hot, hot thing coming on the scene. So, yeah. you know, but it never happened. But, uh, you know, you're here now, and that's the important part. Yeah. Right. I mean, we're it, making we, moves we now, out, baby. We're both making moves. 100%. No, that's, what, that's what's crazy is I saw when uh, you asked me to be on this, and I actually had already followed your, your podcast because you're like, oh, like, here's the, you sent me the link. And I'm like, I already followed it, actually. So I, <laughs> I saw it, and I, so I was like, yeah, I actually saw it, and I, I kind of didn't realize at one point, maybe it was because you changed, like, your, your name. Right. Your, your thing so i kind of like forget that that was you and i was like oh this media person and then but it was cool i was like this is like you you actually went for it you did it and it looks good and you're you know you're actually there's one thing that's literally talk about it and there's another thing to do it and like you're i saw that you were really doing it and you weren't kidding around and i was stoked i was happy i was like let's absolutely i'd love to be on it and i do remember talking about it we had several conversations years ago about doing one when we were in Santa Barbara, when you were in Santa Barbara. And uh, yeah, yeah I, that was one thing I would always, I still think about it, not like just in general. And so, I mean, it is a, this is a really cool outlet to have. I think more people would benefit, like if, just like talking, your podcast and, like, getting is your next. ideas out. Your podcast I, is next, dude, man. Nah, I need to just be more organized, honestly. Like that's, I'm working on. Is that the I've challenge? How do you how do you find? Yeah. So how do you, I was going to come into it? How do you find yourself creating content on a daily basis? How do you really? You said you 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 write at the gym. You said that you you yeah. know think in the shower. You know, but like uh-huh. what what's your? How do you really mold it all together? Do you have certain video guys uh, that you work with? Do you work with uh, Brent's I people have, at all? Do you do you, do you work yeah. with you know creatives around you that kind of support, or are you really looking for people to work with? So I I. I both. I, I, I have a one solid guy. His name's Ethan. Shout out Ethan. He does a lot. Of, he, he has the video editing software. I have the camera. I have usually most of the ideas and he'll like help chime in and he'll help help write some stuff too. And <clears throat> we'll do stuff on the fly as we're filming. So I have one main dude who has been doing like I've been consistent with with most all my videos that you see on my Instagram or anywhere I post. 
usually all are edited through him or I just will do it on myself on my phone. Or I, I, I think the first real video I edited was my down on my Instagram is like the father's day one. I did that one on my own, on my computer. Did, did anything inspire that? Like what's that guy's name? Uh, you know, what's his name? Uh, Vlad or, you know, I actually don't necessarily like all that stuff. I don't like the prank shit. I think it's dumb. I think it's kind of like annoying. I watch it and I see it. But I don't think I could ever do that. It is annoying. I'd smack somebody I, I if they came up to me and did some dumb shit like that. Yeah, I would. Ra- exactly. I would. I would rather get a reaction out of something that I've written and I think is like shot. I kind of like. I guess the best way to put it is I want to make really high quality dumb content, <laughs> and so well, well thought I, out dumb content. Exactly. Right. Like I want it to be really stupid, but like well done and thought out, and like kind of like a little and bit, to have like, a point insightful exactly like i do want to like comment it's like a, a social commentary it's the same way that you like to do a podcast because it's a, an outlet it's my outlet you know that's what i like to do and i think it's fun and i you know same thing with comedy like i do like getting on stage and doing that too and it's a really big rush but with videos i like being able to control the beginning middle the and, end and like know that exactly right and when and- i post it yeah but that's just like I put it out and I know that's what I've done and I can't redo it or change it. And it's kind of, you can take it for what it is kind of thing. Right. It's kind of you raw in there and, and, and what you think is funny and you let it, let it out there and now you got a chance. Okay. Do other people think it's funny too? And then that's how it starts. And I think what what you're speaking to is, is really how I'm going to tie this back into the general public here is guys, if you have a creative idea or if you're a comedian or if you're a funny person or if you're a class clown or if you were the guy that thinks he's funny enough to do something, Guys, just get a couple friends together and get some funny videos. Get some ideas off the wall. Bounce some ideas. Like, get together. Work together. You know, I think that's what the moral of this story is, is, you know, find a good group of people that want to accomplish the same goals or or work towards the same thing. Find some other funny motherfuckers and people that want to take some videos and, you know, start making content. It's, It's a world. It's a wild west out there right now. I'm pretty sure everything is for the taking you know, TikTok and all these apps and, you know, Instagram stepping their shit up with reels and all this stuff. I, it's just, you know, I, I feel like, you know, it's it's a it's a, a prime time for anybody. Anybody can make money. There's, yeah. Who needs, anyway, who needs like college? You can just pick up your phone. Yeah, straight up. You don't need to do any of that. Just Why are you spending 130 phone, grand on college <laughs> when you could just go and make a TikTok and become famous and just... You literally can go review review Costco food samples and then be famous for that. You know, something <laughs> so obscure. Yeah. I swear to God, like you can do like a, like I was actually talking to Brent about this as Brent was like, I want to do like a bar stool. This was a couple of years ago. He's like, I want to do like a video where I do bar stool one bite. I do Costco food samples. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sure it'd blow up. Cause that's <laughs> funny. And people, people like that. One bite. Everybody knows. The I have like, <laughs> Exactly, and I, I have like I even made that I guy would probably sue him like, for Christ's sake, Portnoy. That's true. Yeah, that's Jeez. motherfucker. Yeah, uh, I, I have this like cooking page I started to do that air frying with Brian. Okay, that like shit cooking. is funny, guys. <laughs> air frying with Brian. <laughs> I was geeking out when I was watching that earlier. I was like prepping myself for yeah. this podcast, and I, was, I had to take a look, yeah. and I was like, oh my god, guys, it's I gotta at- get more on it. Yeah, a, it's air f r y i n with b r i n air Brian with Brian. It's on my Instagram too. I plugged it. I always like I, people because that's another. It's a perfect example of me 
acting like I'm serious when I'm not at all. And people think I'm being serious. It's the perfect example of like what my humor is about. You I'm totally add fucking some spinach, and add something. some celery, and you just press the <laughs> just I put Man. money in it. I have like I like cut up a twenty dollar bill and put it on the thing and anything for content, you know. But I haven't done it in a while, and people have come up to me actually a lot recently. Now that things are opening again, and like more people are going out, and I am starting to see people I haven't seen in a while. And like people will just like be drunk at a bar or a restaurant, and I'll like come by and they'll be like, "Hey, dude, I really Reference love your, your air frying page." Yeah, they just love. Yeah, they, that it's in particular they love the air frying stuff. And like, when are you gonna do another one of those? And I was like, you know what? It has been a little while. I was I was putting them out during the end of quarantine, where I was like, was, I think I you should keep pumping them out, man. I think they're fucking hysterical. Yeah. I think I'll do one tonight, honestly. They're real. The I mean, I'll think about it. There's there's 60. Oh. Now you got 60 seconds to work with, baby. They've, they've increased the time limit. True. You get your work. They're like literally like, yeah, they want us to be TikTok famous at this point. You know, they're giving us all the tools. Oh, so. they want you to just stay engaged. All these companies are just fighting for your attention. <laughs> you know? Exactly. It's, uh, it's yeah, all it's, the machine. It's uh, it's crazy. But it's it's like, it you know, do you do you find it? Did you find it hard to kind of still struggle with the party scene there and to still stay focused how do you you know what did sure, Santa yeah. Barbara kind of go through was it because obviously being a huge party city everybody's outside everybody's raging you know how, how did that transition uh, through for Santa Barbara they only really shut down for like a little bit and yeah like everyone still was able to do like to-go drinks or whatnot and then people still just drank at home to be honest with you they went to the beach a lot and they drank at home and so things didn't really change like people weren't going out to like they would just go to houses and it the people were fine because like i mean think about it like if you're going to quarantine and not be have anything to do santa barbara is one of those places where because you have the mountains and the beach and you still can get food right, still, right. Pretty you're, much not just, a, yeah. you're pretty much retired at that point right. that's what i felt like i was like that when we were closed down i'm like i'm just living I'm like we're retired i'm golfing in the morning i'm hiking going to the gym and then you know i'll go and make a cocktail with some friends at the other night and have dinner like it was like legit kind of awesome <laughs> and i right. was getting paid and so yeah it was a little boring but it was fine everybody was fine some people went a little bit nuts so because they like i just can't like not be doing anything and i'm like yeah i get it but i've been working like my whole life so i am enjoying the fuck out of it in terms of like me being how do i like is there still yeah i i, I funny enough still I, I ended up my wine bar that i have, was a partner at uh, ended up closing and uh, I ended up going to work at another nightclub again because that's, you know, I know how to do that and it's easy and we were pretty busy. They're pretty busy because of things being open again and Santa Barbara was one of those places where people from LA and people from like up north and like San Luis Obispo, the town up north and even San Francisco, people were all coming to Santa Barbara because Santa Barbara never really fully shut down. There was still something to do and even if there wasn't, it's still nice to just be here and hang out. So people were just flooding from it. Like I just saw, I met so many people that were just coming every weekend from LA and just spending all their unemployment checks. Our restaurants. Is it now booming? It's now back in business. Dude, booming. Yeah. It's booming, booming. And cause they turned state street, the main strip where people, you know, it was a dry, they, it's a promenade. Now they shut the street down. Everyone's just got giant patios now. So it's just a state street. Oh, just permanent, up and permanent down. fiesta. 
Yeah, dude, it's it's every weekend. It's it's crazy. And then obviously, what does everyone want to do when they come to Santa Barbara? Is be able to eat and drink outside. That's like right. what the point is. And you know, so it's been booming. It's crazy. So I work at a. I ended up working at a nightclub. It's really busy. It's called EOS EOS Lounge. It's like right off of the main street. Yeah, dude. So it's been money's good. It's been it's been fun, but it's hard. <laughs> exactly. Just because uh, I work better with a goal, and um, that's when I actually look like I look the best. I'm like I, I my skin gets better. Like I, I mean, I lose weight obviously because you're not drinking so much, and then that's when I feel the best, and I that's when I churn out the content. It's because when I look good and feel good, I I'm always ready to film, and I want to just like be in front of the camera. It's these nights, so like if I have like a long weekend where I've been drinking. The last thing I want to do is hop on a camera and like I look like shit. You know, I'm bloated. I'm like <laughs> lack of sleep. Like right. So your lifestyle does match into it. Your lifestyle really does mm-hmm. matter into creating content. The, the more healthy lifestyle you live, the funnier and more freely you can create because you feel confident. You exactly. feel comfortable getting in front of the camera. And so I am trying. So I've been like I mean, there's like a period of time where I, like people like I was getting really like spiritual, but I was kind of mocking it. Like, oh, that's what I do. Whenever I start doing something for real, like when I was like celery juice guy and I was like juicing a lot, I was like making fun of that lifestyle, but I was actually doing it. And like, right. same so thing you're almost like, the knocking spirit. yourself in these yeah. funny personalities that you're creating. It's kind of what I do. Yeah. I'll like make, fun, I'll like make fun of myself. It's like self deprecating where I'll do something, but I'm actually, as much as I make fun of something, usually I'm, I'm usually probably doing it myself. <laughs> Just to like, because I'm poking fun at myself before anyone else does. So I was getting really into like spiritualism and like trying to like breath work and yoga. And like I have like my salt lamp and incense. And I got into like microdosing like mushrooms and psilocybin to get more creative. And I do that daily. And I think it helps me overall. The whole microdosing mushrooms thing is really helpful with my mood. Yeah, it's awesome. Microdosing Uh, mushrooms, huh? I've heard, yeah, because it's going it. to be the next. Yeah, you guys haven't been on that yet. No, dude, they're a lot um, less liberal than you think over here on the East Coast. Yeah, I, I always forget. They're about more that. like centric, yeah. you know. It's embarrassing, but they're more like centric. So it's like we're not really on the fun drug thing yet. You know, we're not like Portland, Oregon, yeah. California. <laughs> we're more like yeah. We're more like we're we just got weed legal and we're like stoked. I know. It. So we're, we're, we're just yeah. getting there. We're stick, we're sticking our tip in. We're getting, you know, yeah, they're slow and steady. Fully, exactly. Yeah. You know, you get a little warm, you get a little foreplay action. So we, it's like, it's not fully legal yet, but like microdosing mushrooms has been shown to help with mood, uh, PTSD, depression, um, just overall like creativity. And it, it helps actually repair neural pathways in your brain that have like because once you get to a certain age you stop growing more neural pathways in your brain like they just it doesn't happen but for some reason if you take even a small amount of psilocybin aka mushrooms it will weirdly enough grow new pathways effectively making you smarter in a way and so but you can't like obviously overdo it but it only takes like i think the studies i've read just a small amount and so there's some people that just swear by the stuff, and it's more for, treated for. You only have to take one actual... every twenty minutes. <laughs> just no. some, you know, nothing. I'm just no, no kidding. Deal, no but... one do that. Yeah. This is not a podcast <laughs> that endorses that. 
never. But I, I'll take like a you know very like the way I get them, they're kind of like like manufactured like a store product. Like the thing, it comes in a cool little tin. It's already like cellophane wrapped, like oh, as nice. if I bought a vitamin. Wow, it's crazy. And the that. person, it comes from a factory. <laughs> yep, some lady makes them in a factory where it's like you know super well like high pro like everything's super high quality. There's like it's not all mushrooms. It's like mixed with cacao. Right, so okay. like a weird, it's a real so, thing. Yeah, it's like it's like a wheat yeah, chocolate, it's like a, it's but a, a supplement. chocolate. Exactly, yep. and so it's like cacao and, and a, like point three psilocybin. And I take one of those, and like it just thing, it makes things like better. You know, you just you're happier, you're more content. It's hard to explain because it's not it's not about really what you feel; it's what you don't feel. You know, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it's like you don't feel as stressed, you don't feel as like cloudy you you just kind of are more relaxed and content with life and it's a cool thing to have on your like just to like you don't it doesn't impair you i could take one and go to the gym and go to work it's like a vitamin supplement honestly so wow, that's a cool that. way that okay. i've been, yeah i mean something to look into good to know to, always a little, uh, microdosing always, psilocybin here guys we're gonna talk about this on another podcast we're gonna get some expert in here we're gonna talk about some crazy stuff <laughs> Exactly, dude. Listen to that guy. I'm sure he will tell you way more than my half-baked attempt at what I do. No, I think that's but, perfect. You did great. I'm just saying, I think we can yeah. find a, a some kind of scientist to come in here and explain it. I think we all need to follow uh, Brian's Instagram account. It's the Brian Saldivia. It's just at the Brian Saldivia. At the Brian and then, Saldivia. And you yeah. need to follow Air him Brian and like all the shit. Air Frying with Brian is his air frying account if you really want to get your air frying up on a level that is unparalleled with anyone on planet earth you need to check that out because it is some serious five-star yeah. cooking and uh yes and i'll have more content coming soon i got a video working now I'm, I'm trying to just get i'm trying to be more consistent with my uh putting videos out and then i'm gonna basically try and work my way to start doing stand-up again in the next like month that's what we want to hear. So right. Yeah. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Well, friggin' thanks for coming on and, and thanks for hopping on the podcast. And, uh, you know, everybody check them out at the Brian Saldivia on Instagram. Um, you know, we got a lot of uh, funny things coming up and uh, definitely got to check out his content because air frying with Brian is uh, about to be the hottest thing you'll ever see on Instagram. So stay tuned. <laughs> hey, I appreciate it. Sorry, All right, man. Fuck All right, brother. Dude, I nice talking to you, man. I appreciate your time.